0: Welcome to a special presentation of Nebraska Farmcast, a podcast with essential information for essential decisions from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. The Nebraska Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics is dedicated to providing timely news, analysis, decision tools, and publications for Nebraska agricultural decision makers. Each week, our team brings you essential information for your essential decisions and live webinars covering a diverse array of farm and ranch management topics presented by experts from the university, from across the state, and from around the country. This series of podcasts offers audio from these webinars so you can learn on the go. To find a complete archive of all webinars, register for upcoming sessions, and discover more resources, visit the Farm and Ranch Management website at farm.unl.edu.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining our webinar today. I am Jay Parsons, Professor and Farm and Ranch Management Specialist in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And now for today's webinar on tools for evaluating risk management alternatives. Evaluating risk management alternatives can be challenging, especially without the right tools. The Right Risk Education Team has been working for nearly 20 years to develop the right tools to assist managers of agricultural operations to make the best decisions, even when the information at hand is incomplete or difficult to interpret. The team has built numerous tools to assist managers to sift through the information available and alternative management strategies to identify those that have the best chance of moving them and their operations towards their goals. To address these challenges and explore available options, I'm glad to be joined today by my colleague on the Right Risk Education team, John Hewlett, an extension farm and ranch management specialist with the University of Wyoming's Department of Agricultural and Applied Economics. John has held this position since 1987, the same year he earned his master's in agricultural economics from Oregon State. Prior to that, he graduated with his bachelor's degree in agricultural business from Montana State University. At Wyoming, John's extension work on farm and ranch management issues includes risk management, financial analysis, technology, and much more. At the conclusion of John's presentation, I'd like to take a few minutes to demonstrate one of the tools in the Right Risk Analytics Toolbox that I use extensively in my extension work and in my classroom work here at UNL. And to tie it in with our webinar from last week, I'm going to use it to analyze the potential use of livestock risk protection insurance as a part of a cattle marketing plan. Following that, we'd be happy to answer any questions that you have uh, during our Q&A session. You can enter those questions at any time at the bottom of your screen using the Q&A box that's available to you there. But we'll address all of those at the end. So with that, John, uh, thank you for joining us today. And I'm gonna turn the floor over to you uh, to talk about evaluating risk management alternatives using the Right Risk Analytics Toolbox. So John, the floor is yours.
2: Well, great. And thank you, Jay, for the opportunity uh, to present uh, some of what we've been able to put together um, in the way of tools for uh, analyzing different risk alternatives And uh, so I've got a number of them to kind of briefly introduce was the hope with this presentation. Uh, Clearly we could spend quite a bit more time digging in as you will be able to demonstrate uh, at least one of the tools uh, once we're finished, but I'm just gonna run through them and try to give kind of a brief overview of each. So with that, let's go ahead and get started here. Let's see, here we go. So, you know, risk management is uh, essentially choosing, we don't think of it often in this way, but choosing uh, on the part of the manager in an attempt to either alter the probabilities uh, for future events or not. And you might ask, well, why not? Uh, And the short answer is, well, some trade-offs are actually just too costly to offer Uh, or too few benefits to worry about in terms of managing that type of risk. And the trick is that successful managers will spend the time thinking through which risks are worth managing before attempting strategies that may prove, in fact, ineffective. So once risk data has been organized, and of course, that could take quite a bit of time and involve a lot of different steps and sources, but once we have it organized into some sort of a consistent framework that we're confident um, that the data is now relevant for the situation we're facing and the decisions we need to make, the next challenge is to follow one approach or another, or maybe even several, to interpret that data and what it may mean for our management. So the RightRisk team, as Jay mentioned, has built numerous tools to assist managers to sift through that data and the alternative management strategies to identify those that may have the best chance of moving them and their operation towards their goals. So the Risk Analytics Toolbox is available for download uh, at the RightRisk website at no cost and each tool includes a written guide to help with its application. And some even have uh, online dedicated courses or videos outlining their use and the application in various uh, different kinds of management decision frameworks. So again, this presentation will explore those tools uh, that are currently available and the general approach uh, used with each. So before we get into the specifics, it might be good to reflect, just stop and think for a minute, which decisions do you find most challenging to evaluate for your operation? And we have a number of choices up here, running anywhere from day-to-day risk management uh, to down to number four is the strategic risk management strategies or some or all of those choices. And what we're looking at is a a list of choices we gave uh, to operators in a large Midwestern gathering with over 70 managers in attendance. And we took a poll using an audience response system with these results you can see on the screen now. And what those folks said was nearly a third of them struggled with uh, strategic decisions uh, regarding which risk management strategy to follow. Almost another third said that they found year to year decisions more difficult. And those choices probably involve things like choosing crop rotations or machinery purchases uh, or general resource allocation. And the remaining third of managers suggested that season decision decisions are the most challenging and those uh, who indicated that off, uh, more than one of the other choices uh, offered. And it's interesting that active managers of large Midwestern farms find those bigger picture type questions and decisions more challenging. I strongly suspect that this may be due and true for operators elsewhere as well, but due to the fact that it's really complicated and and challenging to make these choices. So the real question is where do we get help with these kinds of decisions and organizing the information into a framework that we can actually choose between one or another alternative? our position with with that sort of questioning then is that many if not most of these dis- decisions are in fact risk management decisions and the reason we find them difficult to make is that they involve uncertainty and uncertainty uh, that all of us human beings find really difficult to deal with whether it's in our day-to-day life personal lives you know uh, or in the broader um, context of managing our business or thinking about where we want to head in the longer term and and further down the road. So with all those challenges that we face, making sound risk management decisions, um, the Right Risk team has dedicated a a good deal of time and a number of years and resources, in fact, uh, developing risk analytics tools. And in fact, they're intended to help managers evaluate these sorts of decisions that we face that involve risk and uncertainty. And in general, uh, we've arranged this listing here with the tools at the top, addressing fairly uh, small management changes while those nearer the bottom consider the larger or multi-year kinds of strategic decisions that I suspect most of us deal with on a regular basis. So let's take a, a little closer look at each of these. So the first analytics tool is the risk scenario planning tool. Um, Many students of agricultural economics are introduced to the approach used by this tool early in their degree programs. And it may appear simple uh, in its approach, but it offers powerful assistance to managers looking to compare alternative management decisions uh, or strategies as they consider which one may be best. So the tool uses this well-known partial budgeting approach to consider the financial impact of making a management change. That change could be considering, say, the application of more or less fertilizer, choosing to keep calves on, say, on feed for another 30 days, or culling just a few more cows. There's lots and lots of alternatives we could consider. But each alternative will have different financial implications. And those implications are entered into a matrix of four quadrants. Uh, that, and the tool is organized with the positive impacts on the left, uh, with added returns or reduced costs, and the negative impacts are listed on the right as added costs and reduced returns. Of course, not all decisions require entries in all four quadrants, but uh, we'll make entries then where they are required and and uh, to adequately address or describe the impacts of the decision. So. Um, the tool, though, goes well beyond, then, that partial budgeting approach by adding in the possibility of considering variability in the outcomes. So the tool allows for up to two different separate factors to vary based on the user's input. Those uh, changes or those inputs could be um, change in price or variations in yield or quantity uh, or quality, in fact. Um, But the user gets to describe that given the decision that they're trying to face and spell that out using the framework that uh, is in, in front of you here as an example. So after clicking run, the tool evaluates possible outcomes by drawing at least a thousand different samples from the range of variation described by the user's input. These samples are then sorted to generate a probability distribution like the one you see on the screen. And in this way, the output not only provides the user some idea of the range of possible values, but also the probability associated with those outcomes. For example, in this graph, we can see that the net benefit from an analysis of using livestock risk protection uh, with the ending net benefits ranging from uh, basically 100% probability of ending above, what we see on the left is $346,203, a 0% probability of ending above what we see on the right end of the this, of this spectrum there of $410,520, or if you could think of it as another way, as 100% probability of ending below that 410000 or even a 50-50 probability of ending somewhere around in the middle there at $382,040. So again, um, you can use your mouse within the tool to actually move along that curve and see Uh, probabilities and uh, net benefit values associated with any particular point along the curve. But implication for us as we look at this in a broad context is that the middle value is probably the most likely outcome where the probabilities uh, decline as we move away from that 382,000 in the middle in either direction along the curve. So the results from a single run of the analysis might be enough to inform the manager about how to proceed, but more likely is that Evaluating one alternative then spurs the manager to start asking yet another question, what if? And the values are easily adjusted and a second analysis run to learn what the difference in a slight change might mean in terms of the ending net benefit values and as well as the potential probability changes. So in this way, The risk scenario planning tool can help a manager compare and evaluate alternative risk management strategies in order to make the best management decision possible with the information currently at hand. Of course, it doesn't actually forecast the future, but it's essentially taking your best estimate of what the future might look like and putting that together uh, in a context that might help you to, to compare those based on your own estimates. So that's how that tool works. Uh, second tool we wanted to quickly run through is what we call the machine risk calculator is another risk analytics tool designed to assist uh, managers with decisions about machinery resources and their use in ag settings. So the tool will not only calculate the cost of owning and using powered equipment like a tractor or swath or a combine, but it will also do the same for implements or attachments pulled or used in conjunction with that powered equipment. So those standalone estimates uh, can also be combined within the software using labor and operating inputs to define and estimate the cost for various field operations, such as plowing or baling or spraying. So it actually gives you a cost per acre of doing uh, those field operations. And those resulting estimates can be viewed uh, as a table. as we see here in the output. Uh, screen as an example, showing what the cost of each operation component would be on a per acre or a per hour of operation basis. So you can see the per acre values estimated with the blue shading in the upper portion of that output table, or kind of a pink shading uh, in the lower section on a per hour of operation basis. So th- obviously these estimates could be extremely helpful uh, to managers looking to estimate their breakeven cost of operation, as well as consider the cost of upgrading or using new equipment to accomplish the same operation. In addition, uh, the rates could be used to compare with current custom operator quotes or even machinery lease rates to compare various options to obtain machinery services, which could be important uh, given what options you might be considering. And then finally, the risk, uh, machine risk calculator will also allow uh, the user to consider the changes in those estimated costs where one or another factor is allowed to vary. So for example, if we allow fuel costs to vary over a range of values or interest rates, uh, repair costs, or even labor rates, uh, we can see the impact on those costs per acre or cost per hour of operation. <clears throat> So after we click Run uh, in defining the problem, we click Run and then the tool evaluates those possible outcomes by again drawing at least 1,000 samples from the range of variation described by the inputs. And those samplers are then sorted and generate a probability distribution like the one on the screen. And in this way, the output not only provides the user some idea of the range of possible values, but also the probability associated with those outcomes. So in this graph, uh, we we see uh, possible field operation costs per acre by allowing fuel and oil expenses to vary across the low, most likely, and high value estimates. And we can read that off, as you can see on the screen there, pretty handy. Again, you could move your mouse along that uh, range of values and see the probabilities and the uh, cost per acre uh, as you move along the curve in either direction. So that's how that tool would work. Uh, Another one we have put together is a lot of folks have questions about forage and forage leasing and the risk associated with that can be fairly substantial. So we've created this forage risk analyzer tool to help livestock owners as well as landowners understand about the contributions each makes to a livestock grazing lease arrangement. It can also be used to help design what a fair or equitable lease arrangement might be between the two parties, as well as used uh, by a single party to better understand the full set of components uh, that contribute to the value of harvested forage as a resource to their activities. So the forage risk analyzer includes um, a number of different tables uh, to assist the, the user uh, to fill out the necessary information and define the type and extent of the resources uh, that would be included uh, within the lease description. So we start out for example here on the on the screen we have an entry form for native range uh, where we could describe uh, the acres the number of AUMs available uh, and the cost as well as the, average uh, TDN uh, value per AUM so again trying to get at the quality as well as the quantity estimates there and um, again native range is one example you can see there uh, the buttons in the in the upper left hand uh, corner of that of uh, that table screen uh, where a person could also enter irrigated pasture uh, fences water points and other details about the typical, uh, range uh, for in that particular pasture or allocation within the lease. So, again, there are a number of different tables within the tool to help you uh, make those estimates as necessary if you don't actually have the data from. Uh, actual clippings, which would be rare, I think, if people had that. But we have NRC tables in there, as well as some other textbooks values uh, to make those estimates and help make it a little easier to, to get the, the, the lease situation just, uh, described and defined for analysis. So once the resources and the services provided by each party have been entered, uh, the, the tool provides a summary tab, which lists the total net return or loss for each category. The user may then describe uh, the respective share each supplier or user in the arrangement has been assigned for each cost category. So it can allow for up to several different, well, three it says here, and we can see three different suppliers or three different users. So maybe a case where you're running in common or you have multiple pastures you're trying to use, it can define a number of different uh, scenarios there. But the details are summarized on this analysis tab that also offers information on the risk that is involved. And so the idea is to provide the suppliers and users of the forage additional information to determine what is fair, given what each party is contributing to the livestock and land enterprise combinations. Uh, The lower section of that tab uh, then offers the user the chance to allow one element of the net return analysis to fluctuate between estimated low and high values around that most likely estimate in the middle. And that's provided by the forage risk analyzer in a distribution, again, like we've seen with the other outputs. So it does that, again, by drawing 1,000 samples from the range of variation. And the resulting distribution is an estimated probability that the net benefit will be at or below any given value on the resulting graph. The users may again move their mouse along that curve to view the individual estimates and uh, decide whether uh, that actually represents a fair or reasonable situation from their perspective. So in this example, we see the net return per year as it varies between the low most likely and high values entered uh, for the net return for user number one in this case, I guess was the example. So, another tool we have put together is called the Enterprise Risk Analyzer Tool, uh, and it's designed to help managers of agricultural enterprises better understand the costs and returns from those enterprise activities. The tool is based on, an inf- on information readily found on most Schedule F tax forms, but for more in depth results, a set of schedules is also available to further describe the inventories, uh, machinery, and equipment debt and other resources that might be used in a, in the farm that we might be looking to analyze. The resulting summary outlines net return for the entire farm or ranch as well as revenues and expenses for each enterprise. The inter- information entered by the user about variations in price and yield for each enterprise are used to estimate break-even prices and yields for each enterprise independently. So this provides the active manager with the detailed understanding required to make mid-year corrections to marketing plans, as well as production strategies as needed. After the user clicks Run, the software again evaluates the various possible outcomes uh, by running the the, uh, simulation uh, provided by the user's input, and then generates the resulting probability distribution, uh, giving the user estimates of the most likely net return on a gross farm basis, that is to say all costs and returns, as well as on a cash only uh, basis. So we have a couple of different depictions here of the net return analysis that's available in the software. We can also use other tabs uh, to use or to calculate or run the break-even analysis uh, on either price, break-even price, or break-even yield basis for each enterprise so that once we click Run, again, that depicts the distribution uh, outlining the probability of breaking even across the minimum most likely and maximum values entered for either price or yield, and again, tied to each enterprise independently. So the analysis covers break-even estimates on a gross farm basis. Again, on the left, that would be all costs and returns, as well as on a cash-only basis in the right-hand graph. So with that, an accurate set of results uh, are provided, and the manager is in a pretty good position to evaluate how profitable each enterprise activity is on its own merit, as well as how profitable one, or one enterprise activity is compared to others. And then finally, what might be the largest expense categories for each, each enterprise, which could be of great concern or give the manager some insights as to uh, where to apply the management act, um, effort to, to manage that enterprise if cost reduction is the focus. Obviously, this information is extremely helpful when identifying adjustments uh, to enterprise activities with the goal of improving either enterprise profitability or the profitability of the entire farm or ranch. Uh, RD Financial is another whole farm sort of analysis tool. It's designed to help understand the financial statements and how they interact to provide a measure of financial business position and financial performance. RD in the name stands for Reader's Digest, uh, and usually the information we see presented here on the single screen requires numerous financial statements and a number of pages, and so often the reader or the user gets lost in the detail. So one of the primary purposes of this tool is to provide opportunities to better understand the relationship between the information across the five financial statements uh, depicted on this single output screen, as well as how those values change when we adjust one or another factor. So uh, on this screen, we're looking at beginning and ending balance sheets uh, in the upper left hand corner. Uh, We have the cash flow statement in the lower left hand uh, segment of that. The uh, accrual net income statement is in the upper right hand corner. And then the lower right hand corner contains the statement of changes in owner equity. And so uh, in brief, then the tool offers the chance to conduct what-if analysis through a set of drop-down menus, which is available in that drop-down at the upper right-hand corner. So we here we've selected family living revenues and expenses. And that's populated the lower section of the tool, which we see these different sliders uh, listed there. And so moving one or more of those sliders left and right adjusts the value, for example, owner withdrawals, higher or lower than the initial value. And as this is done, the values on the linked financial statements change in response real time uh, so the user can see what would be impacted by, say, changing owner withdrawals. So, in this way, the user is able to see what difference there may be with changes to one particular measure or by adjusting several of them and its impact, for example, on net income or on equity position, et cetera. Another tab on the analysis within this tool allows the user to conduct some uh, financial analysis by presenting uh, the various uh, financial ratios and indices we're often looking at uh, for, uh, financial performance. So essentially we're looking at the five different common categories, uh, listed here, uh, are liquidity, solvency, profitability, repayment capacity, and financial efficiency. And those are presented with a stoplight analysis. So green, yellow, red, where each measure provides feedback then on whether the measure is good and would be depicted in green, yellow, where we might uh, need to pay a little more attention to it, or if there's real concern, uh, red would be the color of the thermometer there and then the corresponding values uh, in, in numerical form on the far right. So another uh, tab within that analysis, and I guess I don't have it captured here, it's, you can see at the top it's labeled credit scoring, allows the user to see Uh, how the lender might look at your values of financial performance on their side of the desk. Um, And it allows you to adjust these sliders at the bottom to see whether or not the adjustments you have in mind might actually make your credit um, portfolio or or from the lender's perspective a little more favorable. So each one of the sets of results are adjustable. And again, dragging those sliders allows you to do what-if analysis uh, with this tool It does also allow the user to enter their own data and save and and do different what-if scenarios in terms of thinking about different forms of restructuring you might be considering, or if you're just looking at tweaking some things using the sliders uh, to, to accomplish that. Another tool we have is called the Multi-Temporal Risk Analyzer, which is a mouthful to say, uh, but it's basically designed to provide financial analysis of multiple year management strategies um, and decisions involving risk. So examples here might include things like investment decisions, change it in production practices, Uh, maybe adding or subtracting enterprises or other decisions that involve multiple years to come to fruition or a multiple year commitment uh, in order to see a positive economic return. So it's set up similar to the risk scenario planning tool in that it's uh, designed around the partial budgeting framework that we described with that tool, Um, but in this case uh, the tool allows you to not only describe the the most likely value and the maximum or low and high values that you might expect in as far as changes in the added returns or added costs, etc. But it allows you also there to the right to tick the boxes where those changes might occur. So you might have a return that, that occurs periodically over a series of years. Um, uh, or a cost that maybe only is is needed every once in a while, and then other costs uh, could be entered as occurring every single year. Uh, the horizon, as you can probably see with the screen, there is is up to 20 years. So it's a very powerful tool in terms of thinking about things like what if I installed some new, you know, water points, or I I uh, installed some new cross fencing, and so clearly along long time frame there in terms of benefits to come back, how would that look? Uh, or if I upgraded my current irrigation system, what would be the payback I might expect? And so those types of things that would take a number of years to consider and may, and may have periodic maintenance required over time uh, or other kinds of periodic costs or returns, are we are able to account for that within this tool. Uh, once we have that defined, we can look at the results either in a tabular framework like we can see here. Uh, where we include cash only on the left at a zero interest rate, essentially, or um, on a present value basis on the right-hand side uh, with some assumed interest rate as the basis for calculating the time value of money. In addition, the, the um, tool presents those values that we saw there in the table on a graphical basis and shows the maximum values in a green dotted line in the upper portion there, a uh, red line, uh, or the most likely line in terms of the blue and then the oscillation around that most likely value on an average basis. And again, this is a cache-only uh, sort of depiction, so the lines are straight. Uh, in that kind of outline. But if we look at the depiction on a, on a present value basis, where we're calculating the time value of money into that set of, re, of uh, calculations, uh, then the, the, um, the, the high values and the low values are, are more of a curve. And we see that change over time and narrowing towards the most likely values on the right-hand side. And so that's uh, generated with just the tabular results but the tool also allows us to put the risk and variation associated with risk into, the, into consideration, which I guess in our view adds the real power to the analysis by generating those probability distributions for the possible net returns over, the, over that horizon that we'd be considering. So these two graphs contain one of this set of results comparing net present value, uh, which is the green curve, to an annual returns possibility uh, depicted with the brown curve. So the green curve you could think of as representing all of the possible uh, values for any particular annual net present value return given thousands of possible random draws. The so worst case scenario in, in this uh, graph is a negative $7,841, and the best case scenario is a positive $10,388. Uh, or described another way, that green curve includes the very best of the very best possible outcomes while also including the very worst of the worst possible outcomes, and um, and everything in between, where the brown curve is one set of possible outcomes uh, with the annual net uh, present value uh, return from just one sample draw across all those 20 years. So uh, it's also possible, you can see there's a run button down there at the bottom to recalculate the results, and what happens is then we see that brown curve moving along the green curve, but always within the bounds of the upper and and lower limits of that green curve. And so you could think of the brown one as being just one possible run of the 20 years, whereas there's also also various uh, alternative possible runs. And when you click the button, it's kind of interesting to see how those may change uh, over time as well as the slope possible changes uh, within the variations there. Uh, Another suite of tools that we have created uh, was was part of a uh, effort to create a textbook uh, listed here on the lower left. It's called Applied Risk Management in Agriculture. And not that we're really thinking you might buy the textbook, but we put together a suite of tools to go along with that to help folks evaluate um, various risk management decisions uh, within this strategic management framework uh, represented by the diagram in the upper left-hand corner. The first three steps of that strategic management process involve your ability and preference to tolerate risk, uh, and to uh, try to and what it is you're trying to reach as far as a set of risk management goals. Uh, your tolerance for risk is going to depend on your financial health and personal preferences, obviously. And then the middle steps are the, are the tactical steps, which include identifying risk, uh, the outcomes for various management actions, determining the like- likelihood for each outcome, and making an informed decision about how to manage any risk. So it's kind of an analysis stage, uh, thinking about, again, um, where you want to go and then looking at what some of the alternatives are to help you get there then the, the operational stage is the third stage which uh, shoo, uh, which is intended to assure that what you are doing is is properly evaluated and periodically reconsidered and that the process then would potentially be uh, repeated with course corrections as you go through time with that replanning step in the in the far left of the operational stage. So it's intended to help you think through how you would manage risk in more of a strategic framework. And within this toolbox, there is essentially 20 different risk management tools or risk analytics tools to help you accomplish the planning framework outlined within that strategic risk management process. Um, and again, all of those tools that I've just quickly, very quickly moved through are available on the right Risk website at RightRisk.org under the tools link. And each one is designed to help decision makers take risk into account when they're considering making management changes as they plan for the future. The tools are intentionally designed to address everything from relatively small management changes to those involving obviously much larger and multi-year strategic types of decisions. The team has also developed an extensive online library of self-paced courses on risk management. Topics are Pretty widely ranging, covering everything from record keeping to financial statements, financial analysis, uh, to management transition and end of life planning, to evaluating risk strategies and understanding risk as it exists in agriculture. All of these are available online and free of charge with no registration required. Team has also created and posted a series of different print and online publications offering users a chance to dig in further on various risk topics. Uh, Some of those include or categorized here as the risk management profiles, which are designed to outline various risks or management decisions faced by example operations, and a description of the tools and strategies they've used to address those risks. Uh, The applied risk analytics series describes the application of right risk analytics tools to evaluate risk alternatives for example operations. And then finally, on the far right, we have risk concepts, uh, which offer an overview of various types of organizational structures, comparing each across seven different alternative criteria for evaluating whether that structural form uh, best fits your type of operation and your goals for managing risk. The team also produces a monthly newsletter on a variety of risk management topics. uh, And that newsletter is available by either email or online with archives copies available from 2013 forward. So a good number of years we've been doing that and a lot of copies and different topics already have been addressed. The newsletter, if you'd like to subscribe is free of charge and may uh, be one additional method for you to keep up with the many different risk management approaches and strategies available to today's risk managers. So I'd like to thank you uh, for participating in today's brief presentation on evaluating risk alternatives. There are indeed many competing alternatives for evaluating and managing risk in today's world, as well as plenty of uncertainty making that necessary. Uh, We'd be happy to help you move your risk management forward to the next stage. Our contact information is on the screen or we invite you to join us online at rightrisk.com Dot org. And with that, Jay, I would uh, like to again thank you for the opportunity to make this presentation today. And I'd be happy to try to answer any questions uh, folks may have on what we've been able to cover, um, whether that's you want to try to do that now or if um, you want to wait until we're done.
1: Okay, thanks, John. And uh, I think I'll go ahead and, and demonstrate the uh... Uh, risk scenario planning tool with the example I had in mind and encourage people uh, after hearing uh, about all the tools that John mentioned that are in the right risk toolbox um, to uh, uh, visit and explore those. If you have questions on those, please uh, go ahead and put those in the Q&A box uh, down at the bottom of your screen. Um, So let's uh, go ahead and I'll share my screen. And Hopefully that's up and people can see that okay. Okay, what I thought I would do is uh, go ahead and um, demonstrate that risk scenario planning tool using the livestock risk protection insurance uh, example that John uh, briefly touched on and tie it together and tie it together with the webinar that we had last week That uh, talked about all the changes that have been made to that insurance product uh, here recently. Uh, This is something I get a request on quite a bit and I found that risk scenario planning tool to be uh, a valuable tool to use to help explain to people, how LRP might help them and to help them analyze uh, the possible use of it. Just as a quick background for those of you that weren't on our webinar last week, uh, LRP is a price protection tool. It's uh, designed to uh, protect against a decline in national cattle prices, and it's available for feeder cattle under 600 pounds. So essentially, calves off of the cow that with little or no backgrounding, and then also feeder cattle from six to 900 pounds and fed cattle. It's available anywhere from coverage out anywhere from 13 weeks to 52 weeks, or if you prefer months, that'd be three months to a full 12-month year. Um, And, of course, a producer should choose the time closest to when they actually plan to market the cattle in order to buy uh, the coverage that would uh, protect them against the risk that they face there. Um, It is uh, offered through RMA um, and RMA approved livestock insurance agents is where you would purchase it. There's a two step process of filling out an application. Uh, with the agent, uh, which basically uh, connects you to somebody that can then sell you a specific coverage endorsement on a specific number ahead at a specific weight. Um, As highlighted in last week's webinar, there's been a lot of changes and two of the biggest ones that make it more appealing for producers to use is that the premium is now due at the end of the endorsement period instead of the beginning. Uh, So you can take the insurance out and uh, not have to pay for it up front. You pay for it at the end and if prices go up, and you don't get an indemnity, uh, hopefully you're happy with the higher prices and have the money available then to easily pay that premium. And of course, if prices go down, uh, the uh, premium is taken out of the indemnity payment that you get. The big one, though, that's getting a lot of coverage is this increase in subsidies. Um, up For the first 15 years of the existence of LRP, the subsidy was set at 13%, no matter what coverage level. Uh, we've gone through a Uh, three iterations of increasing that subsidy level uh, to where we currently have the table depicted here of anywhere from 35% to 55% subsidy, uh, depending on the coverage level that you choose so it's become a lot more appealing we're getting a lot of questions on it, and um, so I've been using this uh, risk scenario planning tool to help show that to people. Um, this is the example I'm going to work with today. We're here in uh, mid-November, but I uh, went ahead and used a late November purchase uh, date and projected out 17 weeks to late March. And I looked at steers weight two in that uh, six to 900 pound range. We're going to go with 750 pounds, uh, for our example. Uh, so this would be a situation where maybe you have your own steer calves or if you purchase some and you're going to uh, say put them out on corn stalks for the winter with some uh distillers grain supplementation and put some weight on them and sell them in the spring. And you're interested in some price protection. Uh, If you go back uh, the last five years, uh, purchased in the fall of 2015 up to the fall of 2019, uh, these are the way uh, the coverage would have worked out um, where you you see the expected uh, ending value of the LRP index. Again, this would be the CME feeder cattle contract expected ending value. The coverage price that was available and that represents the highest uh, coverage price you could have purchased during that time and then the actual change uh, from that expected ending value is in bold there on the third line of the table so. Uh, you'll notice that in four of the five years, prices went down. Um, One year in 2016, it actually went up $8.40. And in two years, 2017 and 2019, it went down significantly, uh, which is what you would have purchased the insurance for. And those are the two years that you would have got uh, a sizable indemnity of $16 uh, or roughly nine and a half dollars in each case um, that would have essentially cushion that fall for you. And that's the primary reason, of course, you would purchase the insurance. The question is always, is it worth purchasing that protection, uh, given that you're stuck with paying this premium every single year and you only needed it, or it really only uh, paid off for you in those two years um, where you had the sizable drop in prices. But of course, As John mentioned, that's why we uh, set up the tool, It was to help people look at some of those things and make that decision. This would be a graphical depiction of it, uh, where you say, is it worth in 2017 and 19 to have that insurance in place to cushion that fall uh, compared to what I have to give up every single year when I pay those premiums uh, on the top end when it doesn't actually uh, pay off, so to speak, to have the insurance. Uh, As we all know, you don't purchase insurance hoping to collect, you purchase it for that protection. The question is always, is it worth it at that point? Um, so this is the example I'm going to work from. These are prices I pulled uh, just a couple of days ago for a 17-week policy. So this would be from mid-November to mid-March. Um, and uh, this is what was actually up and available. So we had an expected ending value at the and uh, March 16th of 139.189. Uh, uh, for that feeder cattle contract, you could purchase a, a coverage at 138.01, which is roughly 99% of that. Um, this rate right here, the cost per hundred weight that they publish online is the full rate. Uh, the producer with a 35% subsidy, which would be in play here, um, this number would drop to $3.98 a hundredweight. So that's what we're gonna work with. In our example, we're gonna assume you have hundred steers at 750 pounds Um, that $3.98 100 weight cost of insurance coverage price at 138 index value at 139.189 is your expected ending value and then the last piece we have to put in here uh, because remember this here is the uh, national price is you're going to have a basis between that national price and your local market price and uh, we have the luxury in nebraska i guess you call it a luxury we generally have a positive basis because we have a lot of feed yards and a lot of processing facilities in nebraska Uh, relative to the number of calves that we have coming off the cows. Uh, We do have a lot of calves, but (laughs) um, anyway, we end up usually with a positive basis. So I'm gonna assume a $12 basis here in the example, a positive basis. So that put us at 151 uh, for that expectation uh, locally. So with that, I'm gonna go ahead and pull up our risk scenario planning tool and show that to you with those numbers plugged in as john mentioned this is a partial budget right hand side is basically the negative effects and in this case it's your premium cost so we have 100 head and i picked the 100 on purpose so because we're going to do all this in hundred weight at 750 pounds at 750 hundred weight at three dollars and 98 cents per hundred weight so roughly almost just under uh, three thousand dollars worth of insurance premium costs and that's the negative of it. On the left-hand side is all the market information uh, to calculate the revenue. So we start off with a basis value of twelve dollars, expected index of one thirty-nine nineteen for the price index and a coverage level of one thirty-eight zero one. We're going to sell these in the local market, so that seven hundred fifty hundred way to get sold. Uh, if everything turns out normal, it would be one fifty-one nineteen, which is just our basis added to the national price index. Uh, so roughly one hundred thirteen thousand dollars worth of revenue. Uh, our lrp indemnity will kick in if this uh, price index actually falls below that amount so let's just say this price index falls to 130 uh, in the end Um, that would get put us there at uh, eight dollar one cent indemnity would kick in then and this is just a formula that says if If D seven is less than D eight, then take the difference between them. If you download this template that's available on a right risk website, that formula is already there and uh, and you don't have to worry about it, but uh, um, let me put this back in. Okay, so we end up back at our starting point. I'm not gonna go over the cash forward contract uh, right now, but this particular template that I've been using, I throw that in also uh, so I can use it um but anyway if everything turns out normal we wouldn't need the insurance so we and but uh so we'd pay this three thousand dollars and not get it and we'd net out about 110 not need it and get net out about 110 but we're buying it in case something bad happens and as john mentioned you can put in uh, two different scenarios in this case we let the Ending price index, which we expect to be at that 139.189, vary between 130 and 155. I just picked these numbers, so don't take them as my forecast. I just uh, took an educated guess at what I might expect. Um, and then the basis value, uh, which we're putting in 12 currently, we let vary between 0 and 15. And again, I ju- picked those numbers. Uh, there's no hard uh, science analysis behind that t- at this point. Um, So we allow those to vary. And then we say, what's the best and the worst case scenario? So as I run those, you'll see it's pulling from those possible variation uh, to crank out a whole bunch of different scenarios. And then it's giving me the distribution of possibilities here. Uh, And uh, it would run from a high of 121,000 in a best case scenario to a low of 102 in a worst case scenario. As I pull from all the different uh, possibilities in terms of prices uh, for the national price index and then for the basis. Uh, So that's a range of revenue that I could get uh, from these sales. Uh, John mentioned the 50th percentile, which would be right here. That's about one hundred and ten thousand, which is pretty much where I was in terms of my expectations, Uh, which means I'm basically 50 percent chance of being above that 50 percent of being below that natural question might be this $113,000 revenue, where does that lie? Uh, If we scroll along here, uh, the $113,000 revenue is more like an 80% uh, probability uh, that'll be below that. So the question is, you know, that naturally comes up, is this insurance worth it? At this point, what the tool allows you to do though is quickly make those changes. So if I wanted to compare this to no insurance at all, I simply come back here and don't pay the premium. And uh, when I don't pay the premium, I can't get the indemnity. okay? Uh, so my expectation is at 113391, but I'm going to get dinged then uh, if prices go low, but I can quickly have it run it again produce a new distribution. Now, this is an Excel. So it, sometimes it does some funky scaling here. But again, I can just mouse along here. One twenty four becomes my high point because I don't have that almost four or three thousand dollar worth of uh, premium to pay. So obviously, if things turn out great. I get three thousand dollars more money there. And the interesting piece here is I end up about it the same on the on the bottom end here. OK, so this distribution that I'm looking at here, I'm saying, well, it doesn't really help me a whole lot on the downside. Uh, Inside, you know, the middle is really with those expectations, but now because I'm not paying the insurance premium, I'm at about 113. So if I was a producer looking at this and contemplating this, I'd start to think that maybe I don't need the insurance, and the question would be why. Um, And in this particular case, you'll notice that most of the risk here, most of the uncertainty is to the upside, and LRP is only protecting over here on this national market price. Uh, situation, it's not protecting you on this basis risk, okay? And there's a lot of downside risk on the basis risk the way I have this currently depicted. Um, so if I were a producer looking at this, I might consider, well, wait, maybe I don't uh, want to do the uh, LRP insurance. Maybe I need to look at a at an actual cash forward contract that's going to lock li- lock in that basis. If you have a hundred fifty dollar offer here, a person could come back and and actually. Uh, contract half these calves of course you would have less to sell on the cash market then um, so then you'd get this weighted average again without insurance very easy to play the what if game of how this actually plays out uh, in terms of possibilities so that would produce this distribution uh, and now we bump up uh, about 107,000. so we brought that bottom end about five thousand dollars higher uh, we're gonna suffer on the top side though, cause we're accepting that 150 uh, for certain on half of our calf crops, we're down to 118 there. So we're giving up about $6,000 on the top side. But this gives a person an opportunity to play that what if game. Uh, how do I wanna market these calves? What kind of distribution do I wanna look at? Um, the other question I get a lot is, uh, this is all in the total. So the final thing would be, sometimes people like to look at this just in terms of prices. And if you do that, what you can do, so instead of putting in actual calf numbers here, uh, you can just go through and put together percentages. Uh, so if I wanted to do all this on percentages, have LRP in play, uh, end up doing a half, half of them as a CAF contract, all of this is on a 100 weight basis, um, so it'll produce a distribution for you, but the distribution will, will be in terms of prices. Okay, so this case we're going from 142 roughly to a high of 153. Okay, so that's a, an example of how I've been using that risk scenario planning tool a lot with people that are looking at LRP or other pricing options when it comes to marketing their calves. So with that, let's uh, see if we have any uh, questions that have come in. Um, feel free to type those in the Q and A box and John or I will address those. So John, one of the questions is one that we get a lot, and that is just wanting to reiterate that all of those tools in that rightrisk.org website, all of those are, free for people to use, correct? How are you able to do that? That's basically the question.
2: (laughs) That is, I think, probably the most common question we get. And so the short answer is those have been developed using uh, grant dollars uh, from a number of different programs. But one of the primary funders was a risk management agency, RMA, uh, with USDA. And um, so as a result, we have Uh, posted those and made them available. So not only are the tools there, but I think there's a guide for almost every one of them. And many of the guides include examples. So it's not just the tool, but a chance to to get started with it, we hope. And then again, those other pubs in some cases have demonstrated those tools and results from them. So try to create a series of of not only the analytics tools, but also the description and, and examples of how they might be used in various management settings.
1: Thank you. And another question, somebody uh, noticed that uh, there were some other universities mentioned on some of the tools. If they're interested in working with you on anything with the tools, whether they be examples, how do they go about doing that? Or you? Is there an opportunity to do that? I guess is what they're asking. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, good, good question. We've, we've had uh, other folks that have uh, had some examples or some specific applications of some of the tools that uh, we've worked with to, to put those together. Um, so yeah, absolutely. We'd entertain the idea of uh, of uh, anyone might have some ideas about how they might might be used or applications that they might be looking at.
1: And somebody wanted to know how do they get the newsletter. In their inbox
2: uh yeah well it's um the short answer is that the, on the back of the newsletter it says where to send an email but basically you could email me uh, or i think there is an a, a um, email address listed on the right risk website you basically just send a send us an email and ask to be added to the list and we'll be happy to put you on okay
1: uh so Wait here just a few minutes for uh, see if there's any other questions that come in. Uh, really appreciate you coming on today, John. To go through those, I gotta admit though it's actually humbling when <laughs> you're able to summarize all the work we've done over the years well, in that shorter time yeah. span.
2: And there are lots of things. I mean, what obviously I did not do much justice to, to mm-hmm. the tools other than just give a quick overview. But yeah, we're looking at almost 20 years worth of effort there. Um, We've been working on some of these things and examples and um, and the applications. LRP is one I know you've used quite a bit, but uh, recently figured out um, we can use that same risk scenario planning tool to evaluate PRF, and I'm kind of excited to put together some different examples with that uh, going forward as well.
1: Yeah, that triggers a thought on my mind uh, for the producers that are online or perhaps viewing this recording. I know I speak for John and I and for the whole right risk education team. We're always interested in helping people work through examples because we we use uh, those experiences to help us build better educational tools for other producers. So if there's a producer out there that's looking to use one of these tools and might need a little guidance on it and, and how they put things in, feel free to contact. Uh, John or I, um, we'd be happy to help you with that because that's that's a valuable as valuable for us as it is for you uh, to see how the tools actually work in a live decision. Okay. Well, I don't see any other questions coming in to the chat box here, unless I missed it. Uh, so I think I'll go ahead and. Uh, close things off and and thank you John for uh presentation here today and thank everyone else for joining us a recording of this webinar will be posted on online at farm.unl.edu and that's where you can also go to register for any of our other upcoming webinars Um, so check that website farm.unl.edu for more webinars in this series Uh, they tend to all focus on uh, farm and ranch management issues that are relevant to Nebraskans Um, the series will be off next week for Thanksgiving But we are going to return on December 3rd, uh, so be sure to check that website farm.unl.edu for our December schedule. Um, You will be receiving a short 30 second survey in your email, and we'd really appreciate your feedback on today's webinar and especially your input on uh, future sessions and potential future topics or speakers that we might reach out to um, to present in this webinar series. We just want to make it relevant and uh, useful for Uh, producers out there. Um, So thanks again for joining us. And thank you, John, for excellent presentation on the Right Risk Analytics Toolbox. And uh, hope everybody has a pleasant day today and a a great Thanksgiving uh,
0: next week. Thank you, Jane. This has been a special Nebraska Farmcast presentation of Extension Farm and Ranch Management in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. To view or listen to more archived webinars, register for upcoming sessions, and discover more timely news, analysis, decision tools, and publications to guide your decision-making, visit farm.unl.edu.